यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट आई एम प्रसिद बैनर्जी एंड आई राइट अबाउट टेक एट मिंट एंड दिस इज टेक्सेट्रॉस्ट वेर वी टैकल सम हॉट टॉपिक्स इन टेक्नोलॉजी एंड ऑल्सो बस्ट सम मिथ्स वेल ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी वन इज ओवर and a lot has happened with technology this year of course with the pandemic digital transformation has grown governments are now moving on laws and big tech companies like microsoft facebook etc are talking about the metaverse we are still far away from the metaverse and the third generation of the internet and all of that but there are very few people who know where it is going one of them who do is rajiv sothi who is the coo of microsoft india and i caught up with him this past week to talk about what microsoft thinks the future will be like how cloud computing has changed and whether the decentralized future of the internet threatens companies like microsoft here's the interview hi rajiv welcome to techcetera thanks for joining us today thank you prasad and thank you for having me on the show glad i'm here today so you know we're almost at the end of the year and uh, 2020 was of course a big year for technology in general i wanted to start with you know 2021 we sort of had the pandemic but also we had more unlock you know a more of an unlock period so how did it go we 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 have spoken about you know hybrid work and all how did technology evolve in 2021 from your point of view no thanks for that prasad i and like you rightly said i think the pandemic has been in and out and uh, started in 2020 and uh, 21 was we saw the massive uh, second wave happen in india and then uh, obviously it stabilized um but i think the one trend that's been secular across both the years uh is the wave of digital transformation that's happening um virtually uh, in every company and every industry that you can look at and i think that's remained constant uh in fact it's only accelerated uh today from our point of view what we see uh prasad in the in the market is every company becoming a technology company uh every business is looking at uh how they can transform their operations their products uh what they offer to their customers how they work with their customers with their employees all of that is getting transformed using um using technology right so it's only accelerated and it's been it's a very secular trend that we believe will continue even in the future um uh, and you know uh, we partnered with idc uh, we did a study of uh, you know leading companies in india and and what came out is uh, you know uh, a lot of companies actually seeing the pandemic as an opportunity to innovate right uh, if you look at more than half of uh, the businesses in india they are looking at covid-19 as an opportunity to drive transformation of their business and 80% of that or virtually everyone uh, believes technology is going to be central to driving this innovation uh, that they want to drive in their business right so i think uh, eventually the pandemic has taught us that uh, no business is resilient uh, but obviously those that are powered by technology are tend to be more agile more responsive more resilient uh, than the ones who are not using technology and i think that's a trend process that's going to remain uh, you know across the years only going to accelerate actually in 2022 where hopefully things will stabilize got it and you know in 2022 when all of us sort of started working from home the role of the cloud of course increased right uh how has that evolved in this year uh given that we sometimes go to office there's a new sort of paradigm 
but the cloud of course remains important so how how has the cloud ecosystem shaped up in this year yeah i i think uh, look the cloud is obviously central to this entire technology piece we were talking about earlier i mean if you look at uh, india as a market uh, you know it was about the total the public cloud services market was about 3 and a half billion dollars in 2020 and it's expected to reach uh, uh, you know close to 10 billion dollars uh, by 25 um a, a very strong growth uh, a cagr of about 22% over the years right so and we see this across the industries uh it's not dominated by uh, you know what was earlier maybe the it industry the technology industry and a few other pockets uh that were driving technology adoption in india and what you're seeing now is it's across the board so uh, you know in financial services you know people are uh, you know uh, obviously very comfortable now with digital payments uh, you know banks are building very agile customer centric processes uh, you know to make sure they give a better experience to their customers uh, preventing fraud and cyber crimes uh, is is becoming a big uh, topic in that industry you look at healthcare where telehealth is now the expectation of every visit um, right and and so that people can provide healthcare even in a remote scenario or a far flung scenario that is there in manufacturing it's it's automation of every process in retail you know e-commerce has taken off in a big way so i think if you look at cloud uh, that's very central it shows up both in numbers and what we are hearing from our uh, from our customers obviously the one other big trend uh, that you see is around hybrid work Uh, we all live that uh, this meeting is also happening like that right but i think if you look at hybrid work it's causing a fundamental shift in not just where we do the work what kind of work we are doing but also why we are doing that work right so a lot of people are reevaluating uh, just the what when why of uh, of what they are working and i think that will drive a very big shift it's already doing it uh, in how flexible we are how flexible organizations are um in providing that flexibility to their employees in in the manner of uh, what they are working i think the only other thing i would love to uh, uh, also share is we are seeing the rise of citizen developers that's a big trend where i think again cloud will play a very central role look at the end of the day this whole need for innovation this whole need for digital transformation that we were talking about it's creating a massive need to create application uh in fact there will be over 500 million applications created in the next 5 years and and the point is uh, how do you do that there is a dual challenge of creating these applications and innovations quickly um and analyzing data that is getting created at an increasing amount of time so you will see the maturity of citizen developer platforms uh, the low code no code platform so that everybody can create what they need for their business without necessarily knowing a lot of code or being technical in that sense Ryan's one of the areas where we are seeing a lot of interest uh, for our offering which is uh, the power platform um and i think that is a very secular trend that i see coming in uh, right even into 2022 and the years beyond that and with all this automation you know of course the multi cloud environment is much more important because different cloud services will fit different processes how has that evolved do you see more customers going for a multi cloud setup absolutely prasad i i think look multi cloud in fact uh, i would also say hybrid uh, uh, you know is going to be, is becoming mainstream right now look at the end of the day i think different customers use cloud in different ways uh, i meet with customers who are very progressive they they are already using cloud and they tell me that they want to move to the public cloud like tomorrow right and so there is an urgency of time etc 
the very uh, same time i also meet customers who say i have a server i've invested in this server and for a lot of different reasons whether it is cost whether it is skill whether it is regulatory compliance we don't see this moving to the cloud in in the next 10 years right so so you meet all kinds of customers and they have different kind of considerations right the key in this is to have a strategy have an offering that can allow for all these kind of various scenarios that we are talking about here process so one of the key capabilities of microsoft cloud uh, is that we provide we are hybrid we not only provide uh, the most comprehensive cloud whether you think about uh, azure which is our cloud platform or you think about uh, you know microsoft 365 uh, teams is a part of microsoft 365 on which we are having this meeting or you think about dynamics 365 which automates business processes uh, no matter what kind of cloud you are thinking about um, we provide that in a hybrid fashion which means we allow customers to choose what where they want to run their computing infrastructure it can run in public cloud which means our data centers uh, that are there in the country it can run on a third party service provider uh, a cloud in a hosted environment or it can run on premise from their server right and we are unique in our capability to be able to do this across data across identity across productivity across licensing so that no matter where your uh, data is no matter where your code is you're still able to bring the benefits of cloud to these customers so to me what you what you said i think as cloud adoption matures uh, the very fact that different customers use cloud in a very different way uh, the hybrid multi cloud multi edge capabilities will become very very important uh, for customers on their transformation journey and how have you uh, you know microsoft for example when we look at the services microsoft offers uh, for example teams you know for the first time has a standalone app as well now uh, standalone services well now you know how have your own cloud services evolved because of everything that we have seen now and you know what we are sort of aiming for in future Yeah no absolutely i i think if you look at uh, the two things or the two principles that we always uh, uh, you know base any of our offerings are and i always say that it's platforms and partnerships right at the end of the day microsoft is a platform company we always build the platform on which other uh, companies build their innovation on top of that right so the platform when the when microsoft started as a company was windows people used to build apps for windows um but today that platform is azure right as as you move to the cloud so we've actually brought that thinking and that dna of the company into the cloud world as well um and not just azure you mentioned teams uh teams is the newest platform uh you know it's not just uh, an application or an offering to do uh, virtual meetings or remote meetings like the one we are doing right now but it's also now fast becoming the ui for the enterprise I mean at the end of the day as since most people are using teams to connect with colleagues and employees it's also becoming a framework where your applications uh you know can reside in teams so that you can use that same ui uh, to not only collaborate and work with your colleagues uh, but you can also use the application without leaving the interface there now it has huge benefits uh, right because at first of all it drives easier adoption uh it it removes the need for the workforce to get trained and retrained on different kinds of applications you're very familiar with uh you know the teams uh, ui and you can continue to do all your work on that so i think as we go forward uh, we definitely see a trend of collaborative applications coming in 
Um, and these are applications where you are working with the software, but you're also collaborating with your fellow colleagues, where your data, your documents, your information, your business flows are all residing within the same environment. And that I think is a very, very uh, a secular trend, which we are uh, seeing and, and we are fast evolving, uh, you know, teams into a platform where other uh, ISV startups uh, can actually build their apps uh, onto it. The second piece I think, uh, which is uh, where we are evolving is uh, our partner ecosystem. Look, a very distinct approach uh, that I believe Microsoft has is that we are not on this alone. You know, at the end of the day, we have the largest cloud ecosystem in the country uh, that supports us in working with customers across the length and breadth of the of the country over here. If you look at the partner ecosystem we have today, uh, it's about 11,000 partners and, and more than 95% of our entire commercial revenue in any geography uh, comes from the partner ecosystem. So that's another area where we're investing very deeply in, in making sure our partners understand cloud. We train them, we skill them, we give them access to our offerings. We have a lot of different programs that our partners work with us on. And eventually, once they are trained and capable, they then take these offerings to the customer set that they work with. So I'd say, Prasid, those are things that we are trying to evolve, making sure you're enriching the platform uh, so that future collaboration uh, and collaborative applications get built on it. And Teams is the example I took. And then second is continuing to invest in the partner ecosystem, because eventually they are massive, massive uh, partners with us uh, to take these solutions to the market. Got it. Let me move to a sort of a more global and future aspect, right? Satya Nadella has spoken about uh, the metaverse being important. Uh, now, when we look at future applications, right, uh, there is a huge deployment of AI that is happening on the cloud level today. Uh, do you see Indian enterprises and businesses also capitalizing on this and you know, becoming more sort of AI and ML first? Yeah, absolutely, it'll, it'll happen. In fact, I don't think it was something that in the future state is gonna happen, it's happening right now. Uh, you know, look, we, we partnered with NASCOM uh, uh, to do a study and, and you know, the, the core tenet of that study was that uh, just the focus on data and AI is gonna add almost to the tune of half a trillion dollars to the Indian GDP by 2025. 2025 is not that far out. So <clears throat> I think data and AI is, uh, is super critical, you know, for every business to look at how they adopt, uh, uh, you know, this in their various different processes uh, that are there. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, India is now at the forefront of a, uh, you know, a digital revolution that we are all seeing. Look, we've got about 800 million internet users. We've got about 750 million smartphone users. We're the largest digitally connected people on the planet and, and data is playing a big part as we all uh, have seen in our both our personal lives and our professional lives. The challenge though, Prasid, is how do you analyze this data and how do you take this data, uh, right, and get insights out of it, which is where AI and ML comes in. Uh, you know, it's a well-known industry fact that over 70% of the data is actually not analyzed. And that's the dual challenge I was referring to, that uh, it will need a lot of agility and a lot of innovation uh, in the business uh, to look at the data signals that they are coming out with, that, that are there in the business, uh, quickly analyze that using AI, ML, and, and all of the related technologies, and then bring that insight back into a business process, right? So that the business can take care of that. 
And that is why I believe the rise of low-code, no-code platforms is going to be very, very important because businesses will have to create these applications to take advantage of this data uh, and AI piece that we were uh, we were talking about. Uh, you know, and it's happening even in uh, industries that we, uh, you know, the, in, in, in the current market, in the local market in India, right? Uh, so it's happening there across the industries uh, that we start seeing this uh, play out uh, even today. And one example that I'll take is, you know, uh, Mintra, uh, you know, and soon as the pandemic happened, uh, Mintra is one of India's uh, most famous and most successful unicorns, and we were working very deeply with them. And they used AI ML to get insights uh, about what was happening in the market and use those insights to transform their product offerings and, and launch new, uh, you know, new seasons, new offerings, new range of, uh, uh, you know, apparel and, uh, uh, that they were offering in the market. So they were one of the first ones uh, to come from, a, uh, to launch a work from home edition. Uh, as they capitalized on this trend uh, that, uh, you know, consumers were wanting comfort wear, they were wanting loungewear, they were wanting homeware, uh, you know, and then they quickly picked that signal, used AI, worked with their suppliers, bring those products online and were able to offer that in the market. So I think that's an application of how you use AI ML and how you use data uh, to quickly bring an application on board and, and transform uh, the, both the customer experience and the product offering you're bringing to the market. Let me quickly go to the ecosystem as a whole, right? Uh, the cloud ecosystem is growing, uh, be it Microsoft, um, Amazon, Google, whoever, right? Uh, in 2020, how do you see the shaping? How, how do you see, you know, competition? Uh, do you see similar offerings? Uh, do, do you see, you know, big competition from these customers as well? Well, I think, uh, look, there is obviously, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the cloud market's growing really uh, fast and, uh, and very consistently, right? And, and with market, there is always competition. I think rather than focus on competition, we actually focus on customer experience. And the whole idea is that in this market, which is so fast, uh, which is evolving so fast, are you able to understand customer needs and are you able to provide those uh, needs in, a, in an experience which, you know, which, which leads to customer delight? Uh, and I think that's where uh, some of the offerings that we have and, and the capabilities that we have, um, uh, you know, are very big differentiators for Microsoft. I talked about the fact that we have the largest cloud offering. You know, I talked about the fact that we have, uh, you know, we offer this in a hybrid fashion, which I believe is unique to the Microsoft platform. Uh, the third uh, different uh, piece over here is global scale. You know, we, we have the three data centers. We were the first ones to launch that. Uh, we have more than 60 regions uh, across the world. That's more than any other cloud provider in the world and, and most certainly in India as well. These three data centers in, uh, in Chennai and in Pune and in, in, in Mumbai, they are a core part of our offering and, and what customers can experience that in India. Uh, we also launched the availability zones, uh, which makes it much more fault tolerant um, and provides high availability to customers who are sensitive about that. I think the uh, one key area I'd love to share, Prasad, is the fact that when you are having this much amount of adoption of cloud, when you're having so much of data uh, that is getting generated, having a trusted platform is going to be super critical because customers are not going to work with you. Customers are not going to trust you with their business data if they don't trust the platform. And that's where I think, uh, you know, Microsoft stands out uh, because we've had this trusted platform approach for a lot of number of years. Uh, and, and, you know, we uh, have this, um, uh, you know, section on our website, which is called the Trust Center, 
uh, where we actually publish all our audit reports, all our certifications, all the uh, you know the pro the processes and the protocols that that we use, so that the customers are very where their code is living and where their data is living. Once they understand their that environment. Uh, they will be that much more forthcoming to use that cloud. So, for example, we are very committed to privacy uh, and making sure it's always the customer who's in control of the data and in control of how that data is getting used. We don't use it for uh, you know any other purpose. It's not our data, and we make that very very explicit. So, I think as you as you look forward uh, to your question. I think one of the things that will play out is how confident and how comfortable, secure customers are in where their data is, where their data is living, uh, and what kind of platform it's running on, and that will become a differentiator as we as we go forward. And to the point of you know security and privacy, we 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 now have somewhat of a you know more clarity on how regulations will shape up. So going forward, uh, what is your strategy? You you also have more insight into how India will regulate these spaces, how India will regulate you know data centers, localization, and all that. Uh, how are you shaping your strategy based on that? Yeah, no, absolutely. And and look, as part of our, uh, you know, when this move to cloud started happening, I mean, we work very, very closely with, uh, I would say, not just the global standards, uh, but even the local governments. Make sure that we are in compliance with, uh, you know, whichever country uh, we are operating in, most certainly India as well. I mean, we are METI certified. Uh, we were the first cloud provider to get METI certified, which is, uh, uh, you know, the certification you have from Government of India. Uh, so that you know we are complying with the uh, local norms. Uh, you look at the uh, you know the other uh, regulations that we have, whether it is on privacy, whether it is on ISO, whether it is on credit card processing. We continue to make sure that we are the most certified uh, cloud that is out there, only because customers feel secure, customers feel confident about adopting and running their business on our cloud platform. Now, this is a pretty complex topic, process, uh, right? It's, it's not that you're getting one certification and you're done. Um, Azure itself, I think, has over hundreds of different certifications that are there. The key is to provide transparency to how you're working with various regulations. So as they come out, that's where the trust center plays such a role that you know we do a regular audit of all our data centers. And those audit reports uh, are available there. Uh, we publish our certification roadmap uh, for all the various different compliance uh, and, and regulatory uh, you know, developments that keep happening because it's a fast evolving landscape. Uh, so we give that to our uh, on that trust center so that customers have access to not just the certification we have today, but what are the ones that we are going for? Uh, what audits are happening on the data center so that they are very clear about where it's, it's kind of running. I think that goes a long way in just building uh, a trust with our customers because eventually to me, people will not trust you uh, with their data and their uh, code if they do not trust the environment it's running. Got it. And I, I just have a few more questions. Uh, in terms of, you know, Microsoft, Google, all of these companies are sort of the big web two companies. Uh, you guys are what built the internet the way it is today. And today when we are, you know, talking about web three and the third generation of the internet, how do you see your services evolving for that sort of web three ecosystem? Uh, what is your take on the Web3 ecosystem that is being built? Yeah, so look, we continue to invest in the future on the platform. Uh, I think if you look at uh, the Web3 is going to have a, a pretty significant, uh, you know, impact uh, on, on not just India, I mean, on the, on the world. I mean, 
you look at blockchain you look at crypto uh, these are important they'll play an important role uh, the the new set of uh, open protocols and services that are getting developed uh, you know again are going to be key in how web 3.0 or whatever we call it and eventually uh, shapes up our objective is to make sure that as these innovations happen we provide this uh, through our platform and that is the same platform the microsoft cloud platform that customers today use so a, a good example is you know the emergence of api as a technology uh, the fact that if you look at any enterprise or even a mid market customer process right they are already running a bunch of different applications a bunch of different uh, uh, you know scenarios and third party solutions etc the ability to mesh this together bring a customer scenario bring third party solutions bring applications which may be in house and so on and so forth into a single offering and then driving that innovation in the business that's where api uh, you know plays a role and and we've provided that as a uh, as a capability inside of a platform so that you know customers don't have to really go and focus on the core infrastructure or the core platform they focus on the business solution they are trying to offer uh, the citizen developer example i took earlier right uh, that there is ai behind it uh, there is a lot of innovation and framework that we've built into the platform so that customers go focus on building that application and that ui that is uh, that is unique to their business so i think as this and i equate this to tech intensity right we've spoken about that a lot that everybody's tech intensity is going up and how do you improve a technology intensity of a business you do that by a adopting what is out there so you get the best platform and you take a set of base capabilities there but then b you're able to build unique capabilities which will be competitive differentiators right and i i see a lot of that happening in web3 and and as we go into the future that more and more customers will increase their tech intensity by adopting and working a lot with these platforms we've been talking about but equally building applications very rapidly as they want to roll that out because that's the big challenge today um, you can almost call this as the innovation backlog uh, that is there that uh, i know what is needed uh, from an innovation perspective for my business but how do i actually operationalize it how do i bring it to life that's the agility that i think every customer will need but what about the fact that you know web3 is built on sort of the concept of decentralization right and uh i mean what we have today is built on this aspect of having centralized servers having uh, you know data centers where you store your data all the processing being done there uh what about that uh, it it's sort of the antithesis of everything that we have today yeah i i would say that's absolutely uh, fine that this whole decentralization we may say it is a web 3.0 etc but it's actually been happening a lot of the time i mean we we were one of the like if you look at our outlook on how we work with customers we've always said it's about the intelligent cloud and the intelligent edge uh, well look as 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 we all know there is a proliferation of devices whether it is iot whether it is edge um the, the edge computing market is growing pretty fast the 5g is going to have a play on that one but as this gets decentralized right one thing we've learned is that data has gravity wherever data is getting produced which is obviously the edge uh you know computing is going to go move there so this whole concept of containers and microservices these are core platform components that we offer even today so i totally agree with you that it it is going to get more and more decentralized it's going to get more distributed uh, there is and and that is why this capability of hybrid multi cloud multi edge is so critical uh, for customers because every customer scenario is going to be different 
our job and our uh, objective as a platform company is to give a platform to the customer where it works in each of these scenarios. So whether you're talking about, like I said, whether you're talking about our public cloud data center, uh, or you're talking about your own server, or you're talking about a remote factory somewhere, or a device that you're uh, creating, or a sensor that you're running in your machine, our job is to make sure we allow you to capture that data signal, run the analytics on top of it, uh, and then provide you the insight uh, that's going to happen. And a good example I would want to take here is LNT. You know, LNT is a great customer and partner of ours, uh, and they launched this connected equipment platform, which is about uh, they have one of the largest train infrastructure that is there. And how do you manage the train? How do you manage that equipment? Uh, you know, the maintenance of it, the uptime of it, the upgradation of it is all powered by Microsoft Azure IoT and AI that's running uh, you know, in our data centers. And the beautiful part of that is the moment you get that insight, that insight is actually fed into teams, which we were talking about earlier, uh, right? So that people who, employees who are locked into teams are getting the signals, getting the insight, so they can then take action. And then we use Power BI to dashboard it all, uh, you know, so that as this data comes in, you can make sense of that data, you can visualize that data and that insight to be able to do it. So I think that's a great example of uh, you know running something which is remote, uh, running it on the edge. Uh, there's a separate code that runs it, uh, and then you bring it into your data center to run the analytics, which obviously needs a cloud infrastructure. Um, and you can do this end to end without uh, realizing what is running at the core and what is running at the edge over there. So distribution is not the issue. The issue is how do you provide a consistent environment so that customers can innovate easily regardless of what part of the supply chain they are kind of running their code on. Got it. And one last question in terms of, you know, Microsoft and all have started building, you know, apps and systems for the metaverse that, that is being envisioned today. Uh, then there are companies like Intel, which have said that we don't have the computing power that we need and all. Uh, there's also the fact that, you know, countries like India, while cloud deployment has grown, we are still uh, not say as advanced as some global countries, right? Uh, how long do you see the metaverse applications to become mainstream? How long will that take? Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> we can keep, uh, you know, taking bets on how long will it take. I think this is safe. It's safe to say that it's evolving at a very fast pace, Prasad. And, and I'll give you an example. I think this whole thing around metaverse essentially is about a digital representation of the world, right? You're embedding computing in real world and you're mixing real world and computing together. So you're merging together physical and digital worlds to create a very, very immersive scenario, right? Uh, which, uh, you know, you can then go interact with uh, and, and bring that in. Now, what we are doing here is obviously we are building this metaverse capabilities process into our platform, right? And we are bringing this uh, into our first party application. So you saw at Ignite, we actually showed Mesh for Microsoft Teams. And that was about creating a very rich, uh, immersive experience where you had avatars. Uh, and you're not just logged, like if we were doing that right now, well, we would not be talking like this on a, on a Teams call. Uh, but actually our avatars would actually be sitting on a table in a virtual environment where you, know, you can actually have a very, very deep, a very rich, a very immersive experience of talking together. Now, uh, we also showcased at Ignite an uh, example of Accenture, and Accenture has made this live today. Uh, they have over 100,000 employees per year uh, that are you know that, that are coming in, and it's made a massive difference to their new employee orientation. 
because they've created a, a, a virtual floor. They call it the nth floor, I think, uh, in their building, which is really where this metaverse is. And all the employees, old and new, they come there, they hang out. Um, it has a cafe environment. It has, uh, you know, all the sports environments, just like you would expect a campus, a physical campus facility to be there. Mesh for Microsoft Teams, this example that I'm using, that's live today. That's kind of getting rolled out, right? Accenture example is a case in point for there. Uh, the other example is Dynamics 365 connected spaces. So you can actually visualize a, a retail store or a factory floor and using uh, these connected spaces, you can, uh, you can actually plot out uh, that how people are moving and interacting with various physical um, you know, aspects that are there in that factory floor or that retail store. So you can actually say, how do you manage health and safety in a hybrid work environment? These are capabilities that are coming to life today. Now, obviously, mesh is going to continue. It's still the metaverse and, and the mesh. These are still early concepts and the, the technology is going to get developed. So I think that will come over a period of time. Uh, but I think I wanted to share that there are aspects that are available in the near term today and it's not necessarily you know, five or six years out, I think it's going to happen much faster. Got it. Rajiv, I've taken a lot of your time. So I just want to quickly end with uh, your predictions for 2022. And, uh, you know, what do you see becoming as the top technology trends for 2022? I, I think, Prasad, uh, you know, we talked a lot about that and, and a lot of those things are right now uh, mainstream as well. So this whole notion of hybrid work, uh, the role of the citizen developers, every business becoming a digital business. So we covered that. The one thing we didn't speak about is obviously with all this digital uh, digitization that is happening, uh, what is happening also uh, is that uh, the digital estate of any company is increasing manifold. And with that comes uh, the concern around cybersecurity. So, um, you know, I think uh, if there is one threat to this uh, secular trend of technology, uh, it is cybersecurity. It's, it's uh, uh, the number one risk, I think, that faces every business, not enough attention, in my opinion, is getting paid to it. Uh, so that, I think, will become a very important strategic discussion. Um, for every company who's using today technology to build resilience, build agility and transform their business, uh, they need to also start putting a lot of focus on uh, on cybersecurity and, and uh, you know, the impact that it will have around identity, uh, around security, around compliance, around privacy. These are topics that will need attention. And I see that getting uh, into a mainstream. And what will be needed is that you need a cross-platform, multi-cloud, zero-trust architecture. Uh, right, so that you are able to run this end to end. Most customers, in our opinion, they take a very point based approach uh, to solving for security. I have a malware solution and I have an antivirus solution and I have an endpoint solution, so on and so forth. I think you need this end to end. Uh, and that's, I think, one piece uh, I believe will go through a rapid change, much faster than the metaverse point we were talking about earlier, because this is a need here and now. And I think in 2022, um, I see that uh, taking center stage in, in a lot of uh, boardroom conversations and leadership conversations that will happen. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. Looking at things like the metaverse, we often forget what's right there, right happening today. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Rajiv, for joining us. Thanks a lot for being here. Thank you for having me today. I love interacting with you, Prasad. And that's it for this week's episode. Please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. That's U-N-D-E-R-T-E-C-H-E-R. You can also give us feedback at HT Smartcast. 
We're present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please do log on to stsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.